Hello, Saubona, how's it, Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Every Nation podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Molweni, good morning. Good, good morning to those who are on holiday. I've met some people on holiday this morning. Uh, some from Cape Town, some from UAE. Away, away. Yeah, so you are wondering who's from UAE? You will have to find out for yourself after the service. Yeah? Okay, I'll leave that to you. But above, oh, wow, we've got Joburg here. 0-1-1, it's happening. All right, good morning, church. Good morning. Woo! Lord, we thank you. Uh, old school series, eh? It's happening. We're wrapping it up. We've had a good past three weeks. Uh, and this is the fourth week. Amen. Say hi to fourth week. We've had an amazing fourth week. And yeah, it's five. Okay, we're still on the same page. I was checking. I was checking. I was checking. All right, all right. Well done for that leadership there, Tandile. Everyone was waiting for you to say that. Eh? Whoa, guys, personally, I am not okay. I've had a whooping over the past four weeks. I've had a whooping. I don't know how you are. I am not okay. When Pastor Wayne came up here, I'm, I'm still working in prayer as worship. Before, I used to wake up at five and just do for 30 minutes. And now since then, God has just been saying, dude, you can do more. Now I wake up at half four. It is very painful. Now I'm like, Lord, you just had to do that in winter. You just could not wait for summer or spring when the sun just starts coming up, you know. So I'm not okay. I'm still, I'm still a work in progress Christian, old school way. Amen. Following week, he comes up with the humility. It was, yeah, humility. Whoa, sport did not even talk about that last week. I don't want to talk about it also. So humility happened. We are still humbling ourselves. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we still daily wake up and like, Lord, please keep me humble. Lord. I can't do it on my own. So I'm still work in progress there. Then authority came. Ah, just when we thought he was done. He brings up authority and my life has changed how I look at my bosses at work, uh, how, I, how I listen to my mother, uh, how I listen to my uh, father's brothers. It's like, yeah, Boba. Yeah, Boba. You know, so, so, <laughs> you know, so, 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 so I'm still changing, you know. I, I've been changed completely, but I'm like, Lord, help me. Help me to respect authority. Even if you are in crisis, help me, Lord, to respect authority. That grants all these fuel increases. It's fine. Help me, Lord, because it does not change who I am in you. So it's fine. Let it increase as long as you are Lord in my heart. So I'm still working in progress. Then Spore came up. So I think I'm glad Pastor Wayne is not here because uh, me and him and friends are no longer friends anymore after those three Sundays um, because clearly he's more friends with Jesus than he was with me. So it's like, okay, stay with your Jesus buddy. It is well. So he's not here for that now. So I cannot express how I feel. Uh, and I, it won't do justice to say it on that screen, on that camera. Okay. No peace, my friend. <laughs> now, Spock comes up here last week. Now, Spock comes up, old school series for those who have not, who do, who do not know, and he speaks on morality. 
So I thought small was my last hope, like black on black, skin skin, same WhatsApp group, you know, beard is black, you know, same height-ish. <sighs> you know, no, 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 same height-ish. Yeah, so, so small, there was that ish in Kosa means not really the same, but something there, that ish. Yeah, same height-ish there. So he comes in last week and he speaks on morality. And he emphasizes on morality that as long as it suits me, yo, I'm like, I thought I was okay. And then I'm like, yo, how many things am I doing but with me as an exception? And I was like, it's not getting any easier. So I've lost a white friend, I've lost a black friend, I have no friends. <laughs> so here I am today, I have to deliver and wrap up the series with no friends. Okay, and as I start, it's not personal. I might lose more friends after today as well because I'm going to be joining that WhatsApp group. Okay, of being friends with Jesus. Amen. So that was a summary background of where we came from and where we are today. Amen. My prayer, by the time we're done this morning, you will also want to be in that WhatsApp group. Amen. Because there, there is life, my friends. So for those who do not know me, uh, especially our first-time visitor from Cape Town, my name is Sobs, and I am sold out for Jesus there in Dallas, Jr. I am sold out for Jesus. Everyone else is not a first-time visitor, so they know me. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, Bazalane, let's, let, let's start. We may go over time. Please bear with me. Uh, I will try and do my best as uh, God expects me. Now, God is a God of order. He is planning to stick on time, but because I need to translate what he's saying, I might just go over time. So the problem is not God, it's me. Ne? Okay, because God is a God of order. Sobs is a work in progress in order. Amen? So bear with me. Don't blame it on God. Okay, so Bazalana, we live in a very fascinating time. But before I present that time to you, let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We give you all the glory. Oh, Baba Siabong, you are God alone, and only you are God. And we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you. Such an honor to come before your presence, Lord, and read your word and and marinate ourselves in your word. Siabong, for this privilege and honor. Teach us, Lord, our hearts are open. Our ears are attentive. Our eyes are ready to see what you want us to see. In the mighty name of Jesus, have your way. We surrender all to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your word transform us. Let your word renew us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Mazalane, we live in a very fascinating time, and I feel so, yeah, I feel so old saying that, but uh, it is really an interesting time we're living in. And the time we're living in, it's so focused on now. That now, uh, I haven't revealed my title, right? So keep it there, Moshate. So we live in a very fascinating time. Uh, I'd like to encourage you, if you have a phone, please write. It, w- what's coming today, it's going to just mess you up. And if you have nothing written down, you may miss it. So please take some nuggets here and there, because whatever happens from this morning, it's going to be between you and what you wrote and God. Amen. So I'd really like to encourage you this time around. Um, so 
We live in a very interesting time of now. Now, what happens is in this now is what I did not do yesterday affects me today. What I want to do tomorrow affects me today. So now my now is so congested with what I didn't do and what, with what I still have to do. As a result, you find that when we are in this now, we are not happy. We are frustrated because condemnation is kicking in. You said you'd do that, you didn't do it. At this age, you should be here. In your career, you should be here. You are bringing that all in there now. Now you have a problem. Now, problem says you put yourself under pressure because you're looking at the possible days you have left, which is probably tomorrow. That what can I do better tomorrow? Now you bring tomorrow to now, and the next thing you are worried. How are you going to make tomorrow happen? What if, what if, what if? Then after that, you update your WhatsApp status at 1 a.m. because you cannot sleep, because you were thinking about the following day. And now when your mind starts, it doesn't stop, now you start counting sheep. And then after that, you send scriptures at 1 a.m. And then when I look at my WhatsApp status, I'm like, what was this guy doing at 1 a.m.? He's supposed to be sleeping. And this is what happens. We end up missing the essence of now because it is so congested with yesterday and tomorrow. That's the time we're living in. And the heart of this message is going to bring something so different to now such that our lives will never be the same again. Because now is so precious to God because the now we're going to be talking about, we are going to paint another picture of how best we need to be living this now. And in the midst of all of that, we find that in this now, we are indebted to each other. Because she did that for me yesterday, I need to do something for her or him today or tomorrow. Now, we are so indebted to each other, indebted to even to the bank and some and, and those loans and so forth, such that our now is like, how quick can I pay that off? Yet the same Bible says, oh men, nothing but love. Now, because now is so congested with all these things, you are thinking, how much more money can I make? How much overtime do I need? What type of job do I need? What salary am I looking for? Because the amount of debt you have there needs so much money. So that at least this will pay debt and that is yours. That is now. Yet the Bible says, oh man, nothing but love. Now I want to warn you, this message has pierced me apart. So I'm not talking to you, it is literally talking to me as well. Okay, so I am not attacking you. So because of this worldview, we lose sight of what God has planted in our hearts. So there's something planted in our hearts, and we lose sight of that. And we, we then call that busyness. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working Saturday. Okay, is the job Sunday? Yes, I'll be there. You know, is the gig uh, at night? I'll be there. We miss it all. We miss what God has planted in our hearts. And what has God planted in our hearts? God has planted eternity. 
in our hearts. We miss what God has planted in our hearts. God has planted eternity in our hearts. And as we go on, I am going to show you how he has planted that eternity in your heart and how it affects you on now. God has planted eternity in our hearts. As a result, today's topic, it is eternity. But I've expanded it further. Next slide, Moshate, eternity in sight. Because it is when we miss eternity, eternity in sight that we allow everything else to congest us. And then we miss what God has planted. So as we go on, I will explain to you what does this eternity mean and how it will definitely change your life as soon as you leave this service this morning. Let us read. Now, before we read, I do want to explain to you that many of you, you are thinking eternity. How can God plant eternity? Probably it's the first time you're even hearing about eternity, especially if you've just recently been born again. But for some of us, you are thinking, how can God plant something so big, so indefinite, indefinite in my heart, so beyond time in my heart? But before I tell you about what God has planted, I want, you to, I want to tell you where is eternity. We read in Isaiah 57, 15. The high and lofty one who lives in eternity, the holy one says this, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. What I want you to get there, it's the first line. The rest, it's more for your own information. But what is key in that verse is eternity, it is where God stays. Eternity is God's address. So clearly, he doesn't stay in Palito. I don't know why he's staying in Palito. Anyway, we are not there now because we should be staying where God stays. But that's where God stays. He stays in eternity. That's his home address. That's his residential address. That's his postal address. Amen? So he stays there. Now, on top of him staying there, I'm going to show you now on the next slide what he has done to your heart. Next slide, Moshase. Ecclesiastes 3, 11. Yet, say yet. Yes. No, 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 say with that thing, that English thing. Yet. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. Now, full stop. He has planted eternity in the human heart. Okay, so I see humans. I left Captain at home, and, uh, and you left your, probably your own Captain at home, but basically he has planted eternity in your heart. So basically God, if, if we look at this first church, he has planted his hometown in your heart. You have a big heart. You have a big heart, man. He has planted where he stays in your heart. Like, let, let, let's just pause and take time to think about that. That he stays in eternity, he plants where he stays in me. Could that mean that, Lord, if people are looking for you, they must look in my heart? Ooh. Could it mean that? Does, does, it, does, it, does it mean, Bablanga, that is why 
Who is this guy who wrote Proverbs? Solomon. Where he says, guard your heart above all else. Could, could it be? Like, like, can we just make sense of it here? Because in your heart, eternity is planted. How can God plant? Like, like Lord, you make me, you knew before I was born, you have plans for me to prosper, and you bless me to multiply, to be fruitful. And then you said you're going to be with me, you will never leave me nor forsake me. On top of that, you plant eternity in my heart. You. Let's unpack it. Because there's, there's a reason why God did that. But I think for me, what stands out more is what a love God has for us. Like she makes us, and then, okay, fine, as much as I will be with you, I want you to know where I'm staying. Even if you go to all nations, even if you go to work, even if you start your business, I'm there with you, but I want you to know where I'm staying. So God clearly here does not want us to live without knowing where he stays. Slide four. The next slide, Mushatze. Um, now, Paul sees this. Now I, want, I want now, I want to take you now to what Paul sees. Now, many of us can relate more with Paul because Paul was just literally more like us, right? So Paul here, we need to understand something about Paul that is very, very important to how we read this passage. Paul is writing from prison and he's writing for the Christians in the Philippines. So he's in prison. Now, the prison in those ages was definitely not the same now. Okay, so I will not dwell much on that. Let us read what Paul says. Paul says, I am torn between the two. Say two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But, say but, <laughs> I always say, every time you read the word, Pay attention to the buts. Not the literal but, 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 as in this part here. Pay attention to the but, right? Pay attention, pay, pay attention to the yet. Pay attention to the key words because there is an emphasis there. There is an English, the teachers would know. There's a communication that the author wants you to see. Now, let's read. But... It is more necessary for you that I remain in body. Now, Paul here says, I am torn between the two. So Paul sees two things here. He sees where Christ stays, and we know where Christ stays. Christ stays with God. Where? In eternity. So Paul sees eternity. He has never been there. He sees eternity. And then he sees every nation deben. I am torn between these two. I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I cannot wait to be there. If it were for me now, I'll be like, Lord, take me. I can't live here anymore. But he then looks at you. He's like, I'm not done. Not everyone has done the growth plan. My connect group, it's only two people. My work, my colleagues don't know God yet. Okay, I'm torn between the two. 
So he then says, but it is more necessary. Now, if you look at the word necessary, we know it very well on our day-to-day basis that when you enjoy a challenge, many of you will then say it is necessary that you go through that. So, because it is doing something in you. When you are disciplining your child, as painful as it is, but it is necessary. Why is it necessary? Because the next step depends on this. Hey, Basalwan. It is so necessary because the next step depends on this, what I'm doing right now. So Paul here says, in prison, man, like, if I'm in prison, I'm like, Lord, just take me. Because we need to understand that Paul is in prison not because he did anything wrong. He did nothing wrong. But now, he still says, I am thinking about you. Let's read. And then he says, convinced of this, hallelujah, I know that I will remain, but I will continue with all of you for whose progress? For your progress. Not for his progress. Hey, Basalan. Yebetu, do you hear this thing? Uti, for your progress. Not for his progress. Like, like yeah, now he's done living. Like, there's nothing he sees beyond jail. Like, nobody got puma. Like, like, it's for you. Like, what life is this, Paul? Like, for me, get me out of jail. Need to catch up with my kids. Need to catch up with my wife, friends. Need to buy that, buy that. Make sure, you know, the investments, the life insurance and so forth before I go to eternity. He's not thinking that. Probably there was no discovery then in all these life insurance companies, but it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. In all of that, he's like, for your progress, it is necessary. Hallelujah. Now, So we see here Paul has eternity in sight. And we need to then understand that Paul, what he saw was also planted where? In his heart. The same eternity planted in our heart was also planted in Paul's heart. Because we know that he never went to eternity. Because we know that the same Paul was the Paul who was uh, chopping the Christians. So he hasn't been there yet. Okay, so he was planning his heart. So how did Paul see that it was better off? Let's recap. Next slide, Mr. So we said here in Ecclesiastes 3.11, he has planted eternity in the human heart, right? Take me back to Philippians, the next slide, Mr. So I want us to go down memory lane. I, I'd, like us, I'd like to invite you to imagine what Paul saw. Because there's something that Paul saw, and Paul says there, it is, which is better. Another version says it is far better. This one, better by far. I don't know why they put far here and far before that, but it is better. It is better. It is better by far. Now, let's go down memory lane. And I'm going to show you that you have also had a glimpse of eternity. And I'm going to present it to you. Drum roll. Now, there we go. Do you know when you pray, someone has went through this thing for years, months, and so forth, and then 
when you pray together with that person, that person eventually says, hey, can you pray for me? And then instantly that person gets a breakthrough. Can you make sense of that? Okay, let, let, let me explain further. If that person did not come to you and, and ask you for prayer, chances are that thing could have taken even longer. Right? It could have taken a month, it could have taken weeks, it could have taken another year. But at that point, when you prayed, instantly, breakthrough happens. Can we make sense of that? That's how eternity functions. That is why God says, um, I am the same yesterday, tomorrow, and today. So when we put our faith in God and we pray to God, instantly, now, it happens because of our faith in him. So that means... It goes, that, that, that's why it is said he qualifies the unqualified. He does the impossible at that point in time. So when you pray at that time, you are not saying, Lord, we pray that in two weeks. We like, Lord, we pray now for this breakthrough. And it happens now. That's, an, that's a picture of eternity for me. That in eternity, it is now with God. We don't have to wait any 10 years. We don't have to wait for five years for breakthrough. It breakthrough happens now. That's a glimpse of eternity. Here's another glimpse of eternity. How old are you? Okay, don't say. Uh, but 40, 30, you've been a Christian for the past 20 years. Now, here's a thought I'd like to bring to your attention. Is the Holy Spirit in you also 30 years? Is the Holy Spirit in you 40 years? Must I keep going? I'm sharing small notes as I go. Is the Holy Spirit also 50 years? Okay, I want to know. Uh, so we have a 50-year-old here somewhere. But the Holy Spirit hasn't grown any older. It's still the same Holy Spirit you had received when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. So irrespective of your age, the Holy Spirit is not directly proportional to your age. It stays the same. That means if Ukwetaba would be baptized in the Holy Spirit now, the same spirit in me will be in her. That means Ukwetaba right now, literally, Ukwetaba will hear God the same way I hear God. The same way I heard God probably five or ten years ago. Okay, I'm hearing silence here. I hope you are processing what I'm saying. This is a glimpse of eternity that the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus remain the same. So for me, when I see that, I'm like, wow. It blows my mind that even with the Holy Spirit that we have here, it's still the same. So even if you leave the presence of the Holy Spirit now, you will find the same presence next week Sunday. Probably even better. So even if you don't pursue his presence for the next three months, in the fourth month, the same Holy Spirit will still be there. Not changing. That's a glimpse of eternity for me. Maybe you have your own glimpse, but I, I want to bring you to, to this site that Paul, I'm imagining Paul saw, that it was better for him to be here. He, he saw eternity being a better place to be in. Amen, Bazalwan. So that is why Paul says it is far better because he can see and so can we. 
But here is what Paul says further. I want us to go further in the same scripture. Then Paul says, it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Why did Paul say it's necessary? Because he understood. He understood what he was called to do. He understood what he must do in sight of eternity. Paul knew why he came here. So irrespective of him being in jail, irrespective of him not being in a comfortable place, he knew why he was here. And he knew that he was not finished. So in sight of eternity, he's like, no, 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 wait. Before I come there, Lord, I am not done with what you have sent me to do. As much as eternity is probably the main reason I'm here in jail, but I am not finished with what you have called me to do. So Paul knew his calling. And as we move to the other half of this message, I want to ask you a question. Do you know your calling? Do you know your purpose? Maybe some of you are called to have purposes in business, in the workplace, in church, in your community, in your family. Do you know your purpose? Do you know your calling? And this is where I'm going to take you now on the last half of this message that it is very important that we understand that with eternity in sight, our calling and purpose is at stake. That is why Paul, when Paul viewed eternity, he's like, no, 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 I can't. Because here, for your sake, I'm not done. So, so, so what did Paul know that would even cause him to say, no, 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 Lord, I'm not coming now. So that, that, that means there's something Paul knew, which I will also take you through, that if he had decided to go to eternity, something would have happened to him. And I'm going to show you what could have happened to him. And for him, it was a wiser decision, a God decision for him to stay. Fortunately, he's not here to speak for himself, so I'll speak for him this morning. Amen. So, I remember there was a time uh, when I spent a lot of time, actually it sounds very far, but anyway, it's not far, I'm just being dramatic. So, there was a time growing up, you attend funerals, weddings, and so forth. And this guy was an amazing MC, or they performed, or the pastor preached, or whatever. And then you would hear this thank you. The thank you would be, God will thank you in heaven. And whoever is doing a vote of thanks would, would leave it there. For me, I always felt that that was just a cliche. And these people who were doing vote of thanks were just running away of thanking the poor person properly. Because I did so much, I ministered, I did that, I served, I did an MC, I was a guest speaker, I was funny, I was that, I was that. And then, out of all that, you say, God will thank me in heaven. We are here now. Thank me now. <laughs> Give me petrol to go back now. And he doesn't get that. You know, the pastor gets a big box of a present. Me, you just give me an envelope. Thank me now. Don't say I'm going to be thanked in heaven. I always felt, no, 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 man. They are robbing this guy. And I would walk out there thinking, shame, man, this guy, you know. And it is not only now that I've come to understand. That was biblical. As much as some of them, I'd like to 
correctly believe that they were taking advantage of the word. Uh, I stand corrected to those who did that, but there were some who were honest. And those who were honest had a revelation of what that meant. They really knew that what we do here, we will be rewarded in eternity, in heaven. Literally, we will be rewarded. Why? Because I'd like to believe that they understood that the reward they are giving, it is nothing compared to the reward you will get when you get to heaven. It is nothing compared. And I'm going to show you that as we continue. So now, I've had to repent because I'm telling you many times, I'll be like, yo, I you know, work, 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 and then you are told you'll be thanked in heaven. Let's see where this is. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 to 10. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, this is Paul writing. So Paul really liked his body. You will remember the, the Philippians verse. The Philippians verse. He said, it is better that I stay in this body. He writes now to another nation. He uses the word body. Again. But whoever wrote NLT, maybe uh, I, I will say it was not Paul. It was uh, the, the translators of NLT. But they seem to be consistent with the word body. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. Say judged. We must stand before Christ to be judged. So Paul is writing again another letter. So if you fast forward this to the Philippians... I'd like to believe that Paul knew that he was going to be judged. Because this is what the Bible says, that we will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Bazalone, the, the, the painful truth for us as Christians in sight of eternity Thankfully, we have all accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We will spend time with him in eternity. But before we spend time with him in eternity, we are going to be judged. We will not just enter. Tara, I'm here, Lord. It's been nice living for you. I am here. Before you enter, we will be judged. And this is the old gospel. This is the old gospel Many, many years ago, that was taught in trains and in town halls and in streets by the men and the women of God who wore their suits, torn trousers, because this thing, they couldn't keep it inside. It's this, this is the gospel I'm talking about, where you would feel so pressurized that, hey, this man is preaching, but look at him, he's not even wearing shoes. Because he knew that if he doesn't do what God has asked him to do, he will be held accountable. He will be judged. Where are those children of God today who go out of their way to preach the word of God? Where, where, where are we today? 
We have a privilege of social media, but even in the social media, it is king me, me first, as per what Paul was preaching last week. So Paul knew that he will be judged because he has been given something for the people he has to serve. That is why Paul is saying, for your good, not for me, because he has received it already. So now he's saying, for your good, I need to lead diligently this connect group. For your good, I need to diligently lead my family. For your good, I need to lead the ministry I'm in because I am going to be judged. Now, what happens after being judged? If you look at this verse, it says, we will each receive. So you will receive. You will receive. But it says, whatever we deserve. So if you, if you led one connect group and you're supposed to lead two, you will receive accordingly. I'm making an example. You can't lead two connect groups, but I'm making an example. But you can plant another connect group and walk away. You can't lead two. So my point is you will receive accordingly to what you have done. So with eternity in sight, what does this then mean on now? It means our focus on today is, Lord, what can I do for eternity that you have given me? Doesn't matter what I did not do yesterday. It's not about tomorrow. It's about, Lord, the breath you have given me this morning, the opportunity you have given me to go to work, the opportunity you have given me to prepare for your kids, the opportunity you have given me to share my flat or apartment with someone. What can I do with the breath you have given me? That is why when we worship, we say, it's your breath in my lungs, because we understand that it's not ours. So with eternity in sight, the question is, Lord, what can I do with the breath you have given me today? Because I will be judged, and there will be a reward for that. So our prayer this morning, church, is, Lord, help me to live in sight of eternity. Because with eternity in sight, I am not worried about tomorrow. With eternity in sight, I am not concerned about what didn't happen yesterday. But I'm more concerned about, Lord, this is the day you have given me. The Bible says we do not even know the hour that he will come. So that means the hour I have now is more precious than anything else. Bazalane, it would suck for all of us, is suck you the church, uh, but you, okay, too late. Eh? But it would really suck if we got to heaven and we realize that you, are, you still have half, half tank. And God has given you a full tank to drive around and do whatever, irrespective of what fuel prices are doing. But when you get to heaven, no, Lord, I kept half a tank because I was thinking the fuel price could increase again. So in, ca in case the fuel price increases, I've got the 26 rand worth of liter in my tank, in case it goes to 30 rand. Yet God has given you already that goal. Sure. But this is what Paul saw. And this is what I'm inviting you to see. That if we do not do what we are called to do, if we do not live our purpose today, if we do not share the gifts we have, you will be charged in eternity. This is not me speaking, it is the word of God speaking. And this is the word that we hardly speak. 
how you spend time with your friends, you will be held accountable in heaven. You will answer for those friends. How you raise your kids, you will answer for, your, you will answer for that. Because God has given you a specific mandate. There's a reason why you are a father and a mother and a sibling and a friend and a colleague for those people. God doesn't make mistakes. He's a God of order. There's a reason some of your things are not happening. Because where you are, that's where God wants to use you. So we have to make use of what we have in sight of eternity. So we have to stand here and ask God, Lord, what have you given me? You've given me a heart to worship, I'm going to worship, Lord. You've given me a heart to be an MC, I'm going to be an MC. Some of us, Bazalwani, are waiting to be invited. What if you are never invited until the last hour? What are you gonna say to God? No, your children, they were too prideful. They had pride, they didn't invite me, the pastor didn't notice, my connect group didn't do that. It's going to be you and God. Some of you are waiting, no, 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 they didn't ask for help. They didn't ask for help. Why are you not offering? Why are you not saying, hey, how can I help? I've got this, do you need that? As much as you know they have, but because of what God has invested in you, it's your responsibility to say, I have. Please put yours aside. Why are you doing that? Because it is given to you. For who? For them. So that means if you don't use it for them, you will be held accountable for that. No, Lord, I offered. They said, no. Did you ask other people? Yeah, guys, we are not here for ourselves. We are here to live for God. We are here to live for God. We are here to live for eternity. Whether you're on holiday or you are not on holiday. Whether you are having a dinner or not having a dinner. Whether it's breakfast, wherever. There's a reason why that waitress is serving you. There's a reason why that petrol attendant is serving you. There's a reason, Bazalwane, why you are sitting next to the person you are sitting to today. If there's no reason, we would be serving a God who doesn't know what he's doing. And I can assure you, we all know that God knows what he's doing. Amen, Basalwan. This is what C.S. Lewis says. If you read history, you will find that Christians began the most for the present world. Ah, shucks, my English is lost now. Let me start again. If you read history, you will find that the Christians began the most for the present world are just the ones that thought the most of the next. We all know those Christians. The apostles themselves who set on foot in the conversion of the Roman Empire, the great men who built up the Middle Ages, the English evangelicals who abolished the slave trade, all left their mark on earth. Precisely because their minds were occupied with heaven. Hey, it is since Christians have largely ceased hey, to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. That we have become so ineffective in this. 
and that heaven, and you will get the earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you'll get neither. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think that they have stopped. We have stopped. We have stopped. I we have stopped. And thank God for the old school series. It's coming to awaken that. That we need to think eternity. We need to think eternity. I think you need to ask yourself your question that if God is so true while I'm alive, why would he lie about eternity? Your life depends on it. I think before preparing for this, I've always been scared of dying. But right now I'm like, come on, Lord, I'm ready. Until I'm done, Lord, come on, until I'm done. But, but, but I'm looking forward to that. You know? Like, I've always been scared. That what if, what if I die, what happens? Like, with this in mind, I'm like, oh man, Lord, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. But I'm happy with what you are doing with me in the meantime. So it makes sense why many of our friends and siblings who we know, our parents, those who have passed on would say their last breath, that it is time for me to go. Because they saw something better and they knew that their job was done. I'm reminded of our friend who we all recently lost. Those were one of his words. When that hour comes right now, I want you to ask yourself that question. Are you living with eternity in mind? If not, be charged this morning. Be challenged this morning that, Lord, help me to live with eternity in mind. 2 John 1, 8 says, it says, watch out that you do not lose what we have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent, be diligent so that you receive your full reward. There's a full reward in eternity. And I think it has become very clear to me that we will not all get the same reward in eternity. But if we all empty ourselves out, we will all get a full reward. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I can picture these full rewards and partial rewards and small rewards that probably there's going to be a msanga or a midrand and could be that msanga could be a full reward for some of us in our imagination. For some of us, it could be that Mauritius would be a full reward, but there's going to be a full reward. And there are some who are not going to get that full reward, but you will still be with God. Because why? You have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So, Basalwane, we have to pour ourselves on this earth. We need to do away with excuses. Why? For your sake and eternity. Not for my sake. Some of us have even stopped hosting because of offense. Some of us have stopped going to connect groups. Why? Because of offense. Some of us have stopped coming to church. Why? Because of offense. And I am so, so sorry to say this this morning that you and God, you will have to answer for that. Because God has given you something that irrespective of jail or offense, it is necessary that you go through offense, you go through endurance for the sake of eternity so that you pour yourself out. 
We must ensure, Bazalwane, that there is no stone unturned. Our biggest mistake in the now is to define ourselves as the world defines us. They are persecuting you now, it is well. Do you know why? Because eternity is depending on that. So how we endure this week changes. How we, how we, we tolerate changes. Because you know that if ever you express your anger to those people and you lose them, you will answer for them. You will answer for them, Bazalwan. They don't want to talk to you anymore because when you reacted in a, in, in a now way that, hey, I'm king, me here, the next thing they don't want to talk to, and that was their chance to know Christ through you, you will answer, my friend. And the purpose of this word is to say, may we get a full reward, all of us. May our eyes be opened that you are the, probably the last Jesus they will ever see. So live your life with eternity in sight. That there's a lot at stake, JR, in how you run that business. There's a lot at stake. Some of you are called just to raise kids. Some of you are just called just to be administrators. Some of you are just literally called to be Uber drivers. Literally, like, you are just called because God knows. He knows that if I put you here, the personality in you, I need it for all the passengers you're going to be transporting in Glenwood. But we look at these professions that God has called us into, we undermine them because why? We are looking at how the world sees it. We are not looking at how God sees it. The next thing, we want to live in this estate, then you get to this estate, you have to work hard for this estate such that you don't even have time for what God has called you to do. So some of us this morning, we have to ask a question. Am I where you want me, God? And we must be ready to get that answer. If God says no, you must be ready to come out. But because we, man, we, we serve an amazing God. We serve an amazing God because even if you come out, he will sustain you. We're talking about a God who sustained Elijah. And Elijah was fed by raven beds. We serve a God who used a donkey. We serve a God of nothing is impossible. So you have to ask yourself a question. Are you where God wants you to be? Because man, you are going to be judged accordingly. It would suck for you to stay here until you die and you get to heaven and God is like, Danam, ah, Danam, my child, my child, I had Cape Town for you. You loved the Zulu so much, you stayed there. <laughs> ah. I had, for me, I had colors in mind. When you're thinking Zulus. Because why? Because Zulu speaks so nice. How Baba, Sao Baba, Baba. And then the, the Cape Town say, hey, I'll clap you, my bro. Hey, hey, hey. When are you thinking Zulu's here? All the time, selfies, Instagram, 50,000 followers, Zulu's. Zulu's. For Zulu's for what? Then Cape Town, they still don't know Jesus. Cape Town, the churches still have not advanced. 
And you get there and you're like, oh, hi, Lord, I'm sore. And God is like, okay, fine. You're going to stay in, a, a, in this type of a reward. <laughs> in this type of a reward. Mazalwane, we need to ask ourselves that question. Are you where God wants you to be? <laughs> I'm going to touch on a very sensitive part and then I'm going to wrap up. It's a very sensitive one. Please receive it well. Some of us are looking for jobs. I've looked at the Bible and I've never seen unemployment in the Bible. I've never seen unemployment. But I've seen a purpose-driven life. God is not defined whether employed or unemployed. We have a purpose to fulfill. You can fulfill it even if you are unemployed. You can fulfill it even if you are not studying or you are studying. The ground is playing. It's not better for some, it's not it's playing. It's for all of us to play. So just because you're unemployed, it actually means you can get to places where I cannot get to. Just because I'm employed, it means I have an eight hour period to, to make sure that these people here they know God. In whatever way. You have and another eight-hour period to minister to those you are sending your CV with. That there's a God. As much as we're sending these CVs, we're trusting God for a job, but there's a God. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to minister to the HR lady who's taking your CV. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity. I remember there's a friend of mine who is here, who attends church with us. She wasn't working for a long time. But you know what that time did? It it established a foundation for her and her kids. That was her opportunity. She could have stayed in that place and moan how things are not working out. But she said, Lord, even now, use me for your will. Bazalwane, we will stand before Jesus. We will be judged. Did you obey? and he will reward us accordingly. We will be judged for our involvement in building the kingdom of God. That's the first judgment. Did you build the kingdom of God? When you taught them those piano lessons, did you build the kingdom of God? We will not build it the same way, but definitely we will all build it. We will be judged how we impacted people. Those are the two judgments we are going to face. And we will receive rewards accordingly. We are going to pray. And as we wrap up, really wrap up now, there are people here already who God wants to say to them, well done good and faithful servant. There are some of us here who already we are we are already living a purpose-driven life. There are people here already who are already doing what they are called to do. And I want to say to you this morning from God that God is saying to you this morning you are doing well. Do not give up. God knows it's hard. 
God knows it's hard to keep up between this life, which should be the same, and then you have to deal with all uh, things that are changing in your country. God knows that. And God is saying to those people, the sentiments, Ayanda, Sandil, many of you who are leaving your purpose, God is saying to you this morning, well done, keep going. Do not lose sight of what you have started. Just because you are old doesn't mean you need to stop because the reward still awaits. That is why First John says, be careful, don't lose what you've started already. What, it, it may mean something at the age of 50, at the age of 40, but God is saying, keep on keeping on. Just because you are old, Bablanga, doesn't mean you need to stop. Are you old? You know, but, but God is saying to those people, take heart. Take heart. Take heart, Uncle Malcolm. Take heart, Auntie Claire. Take heart. Take heart, Jermaine. Mama Enid. Take heart. Don't stop. It is your journey. It is your journey with God, not our journey. You are here to be a blessing to us. You've come here, and many of people don't know you here, Mama Enid. But at your age, you come here and you still serve. You still lead a connect group at your age. God is saying, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. God is saying, well done. Spo, God is saying, well done. You've diligently served this house. Felt tired many times, probably felt quitting many times, I doubt, but you've done so well leading this house. And God is saying, well done. God is saying, multiply yourself. God is saying, multiply yourself, Tandile. God is saying, multiply yourself, Tando. In the business world, JR, God is saying, multiply yourself, take heart. He sees you. Andre, he sees you. Paul, he sees you. Mampa Ashe, he, he sees you. In your arts, in, in your designings, he sees you. We're building the kingdom. So he sees you. In those piano lessons, he sees you. And he says, well done this morning. Well done. There are many of us here who are doing amazing things even in the corporate world. He sees you. The endurance you face, the hatred you face at work, the toughness you face in the business world, he has put you there for a reason. He sees you. God is saying, well done. There's a reward for you in heaven. There's a reward for you in heaven. Don't lose sight to what God has planted in you. Pass it on. Tabo, he sees you in those radio stations. He sees you. He sees you. Dala, what you've done in this house before you left, well done. He sees you. We will be rewarded. We will be rewarded. T, used to serve there in AV. And he has birthed many young men who have come after him. He has seen that. 
He has seen that. Let us stand. Let us stand, church. There are some of us here who have been inconsistent, like me, who have been inconsistent. It's based on how we feel. I'm tired today, I can't. Oh, I can't do it for this season. (laughs) This hit me hard. I've been inconsistent. Me, when the year starts, self, 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 come March. Yeah, I passed away. Sing it right. Back in August, finish the year strong. <laughs> then come next year, Pastor Wayne delegates me. I can, ah, give it to me, give it to me. Same thing. Three months, boom, out. That has to end. Because if that hour came now, I would answer. Not Pastor Wayne not the person who delegated me at work. I would have to answer. And there are many of us who are like that also. We start, but we don't finish. We start, we drop the ball. And with our eyes closed, I'd like us to, to look at you, you, you know yourself. And I'd like us to say, Lord, help me to be consistent. Help me to know what I'm taking so that I do not affect this. Because sometimes we take all these things because we're so worried about tomorrow, more over time, more that, more that, more that, then you put your God purpose aside. And that has to stop. We have to be consistent, so we have to power ourselves. And God is saying to us that continue. Deal with the inconsistency in your life and sort it out. Sort that out. There's no excuse. I don't have petrol, so therefore I'm not hosting anymore. I don't have petrol. I can't come to church every day. I can't serve every day. You will be held accountable. (sighs) Help us, Father. Help us, Lord. Then there's a last group of people. There are those, no, I'm waiting for the right time, Sobs. I'm waiting for the right time. I'm waiting for the right time. As soon as I get a job, I'll start. As soon as my wife is in a stable position, I'll start. As soon as my kids are three years or two years, I'll start. You don't know the hour. You don't know the hour. I'm not saying God doesn't give wisdom to discern the season you're in. But definitely he doesn't shut down the light. You are the salt and light of the world. Irrespective of what season you go through. You are the salt and light of the world even if you're in maternity leave. You are the salt and light of the world even if you're in paternity leave. You are the salt and light of the world even if you have three or four kids. You are the salt and light of this world. To those people, God is saying this morning, the time is now. He will tell you how to start. He will tell you. 
Definitely he will. I'm not going to tell you how. Because each and every person has have got their own journey. So, Basalone, as we wrap up, today's service was not to condemn anyone, but it was to say, Lord, give me the heart that Paul had. Give me the heart, Lord, that Paul had, that I may run this race, fixing my eyes on you, Jesus. Give me the strength, Father, because I want that full reward. I want that full reward. Let us sing a song after this morning that pour me, Lord, pour me to your people. What do you want me to do? Pastor Wayne, is there anything that's needed in church? I've got this. Your connect group leader, hey, I've got this. Do you need it? Anyone who needs it? I've got furniture sitting there. Is there anyone who needs it? Send on a WhatsApp group. Check your community. Check your neighbor. Hey, neighbor, this bread is it's wasting away. Do you need it? We are the salt and light of the world, church. We will be charged. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at ianderban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermons. Be blessed.